The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Beach Corner with Diana Chickie is sponsored by Exchanging Vows Bridal Boutique in Collingwood, Ontario. Visit exchangingvowsbridalboutique.com for all your wedding and formal wear needs. Hi, I'm Alan Cross. I am the media mouthpiece and spokesman for the Rocks of this Music Festival, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio. I'm Dinah Chickie with Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio, your backstage pass for all your entertainment. Get ready to rock the summer with some of the greatest bands such as Kit Rock, Alice Cooper, Billy Idol, Blondie, Cheap Trick, Peter Frampton, to name a few, coming together at Edenvale Airport in Clearview from July the 11th to the 13th at the inaugural Roxodus Music Festival. Enjoy a memorable weekend with this three-day music event by camping and rocking out under the open sky that will include art, food, and activities, all in the company of legends. Joining me via Skype on Beach Corner is an industry insider, legendary Canadian radio personality, and media spokesperson for the upcoming Roxodus Music Festival, Alan Cross. Based in Toronto, he is best known nationally and internationally as host of the syndicated radio series, The Ongoing History of New Music, The Secret History of Rock and Explore Music. Alan recently hosted Music Talks, Emerging an Artist Case Study, a free panel discussion that took place on March the 14th, leading up to this year's Juno Awards in London, Ontario. Alan will share what you can anticipate at the epic upcoming Roxodus Music Festival. You're listening to Beach Corner, brought to you by Exchanging Vows Bridal Boutique in Collingwood on Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only truly local radio. You are listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's truly local radio, broadcasting directly from the world's longest freshwater beach. Welcome back to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio. I'm delighted to have on the show via Skype the media spokesperson for the upcoming Roxodus Music Festival scheduled from July the 11th to the 13th at Edenvale Airport in Clearview. He's no stranger to the music industry, internationally known broadcaster, musicologist, and documentarian through programs like the ongoing history of new music, the one and only Alan Cross. Yay, hello. Welcome to Beach Corner. Oh, I'm glad to be here. You know, I need some beach talk because this winter has been awful. And uh, I have two dogs. So let me just explain the problem with two dogs and layer after layer after layer of ice in the backyard. Okay. So everything has become extraordinarily um, stratified. So with each day that it warms up a little bit, new presents from over the course of the winter reveal themselves. <laughs> okay, on that note, let's carry on with the interview here. All right. So, with only four months to go for this inaugural Rock Fest, making it one of the biggest music events to our region and to Ontario, how has this music fest come to fruition? Well, a couple of guys uh, got together one day and said, you know, there really should be a festival for guys like us. Now, most music festivals are designed for people under the age of, let's say, 30, 
who don't mind standing in a field with uh, a lot of other people and it's dusty and it's hot and you get dirty and it, you know, it's one of those things, which is a rite of passage. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with festivals like that. I've been to many of them, but when you get to a certain age and I hate to put it in those terms, but that's true. You get to a certain age and it's like, you know what? Been there, done that. Don't necessarily need uh, to spend a weekend in a field uh, getting dirty and hot and sweaty or cold or wet or any of those things and seeing a bunch of bands that I don't really have any affinity for because they're so new and I've kind of been out of the loop for a little while. So having looked at something like Desert Trip, which was in Coachella a couple of years ago, uh, which was a fantastic event where you had Bob Dylan, uh, the Rolling Stones, Neil Young, Paul McCartney, uh, The Who, and Roger Waters all performing over three nights uh, in front of 80,000 people at the Polo Grounds in Coachella. It was outstanding. I mean, I was there, and I thought it was the most brilliant rock festival I'd ever been to. First of all, I knew all the bands, knew all the songs. I was uh, happy with the with the venue. I was happy with the uh, the food and the drinks and the and the bathrooms. I was very happy with the bathrooms. So uh, it turns out that the guys behind Coachella were also thinking the same sort of thing. And without anybody else, well, you know how it is. If you want to do something right, do it yourselves. So that's what they're doing. Here is Roxidus. Uh, it is for it's for everybody, but it's also aimed at people who want something a little bit more than standing in a field for a weekend. And what made you decide to explore this area? Well, the problem is that there is in southern and central Ontario no place to go. They, we used to have Molson Park in Barrie, which was a fantastic venue, but that's gone. And even then, Molson Park was small. You could maybe top it out at 35, 36,000 people. Uh, getting in and out was a bit of a hassle. You couldn't um, camp. So, there, you know, as, as great as it was, and, and we did many, many, many events at Molson Park, and I love the place. Uh, the idea of doing something over a weekend, you need something a little bit bigger. Uh, we do have Burles Creek. Uh, which has its own challenges because, well, one of them being the neighbors. <laughs> They're not particularly crazy about having, uh, you know, 60 or 70,000 people. We'll see how the Rolling Stones do there when they play at the end of June. So uh, there's nothing in Toronto. I mean, we tried the Toronto Islands, but it's a hassle getting back and forth, and that adds all kinds of expenses, and there are all kinds of uh, noise bylaws that you have to, you have to uh, abide by. Uh, Downsview Park in Toronto would be fantastic, but it's operated by three layers of government. Good luck getting anything done. So that hasn't been much of a success, hugely underutilized. So when the opportunity came to use the facilities of and around Edenville Airport, uh, this is fantastic. I mean, it's a working airport. You can get people in and out via air. Uh, it is good uh, in terms of uh, highway connections. Uh, there is camping. There is power. There is sanitary. There is everything that you need. So it's a brand new site that hopefully, and there's no reason to expect it shouldn't be, uh, the first of many shows at that venue over years to come. 
Excellent. So I understand the capacity has been targeted at 40,000, but could be as much as 100,000. Uh, I, I don't know. It all depends on a variety of things. They're, they've spent the weekend, they spent the winter uh, working on the site. You know, they've had equipment up there trying to figure out exactly what would be the ideal, comfortable, maximum capacity of that place. Uh, you don't want it crowded. You don't want things like, you know, you don't want sanitary problems. You don't want the power going out. You want to make sure that you have lots of space for things like RVs and camping. And, you know, there's a, uh, an RV world that they're going to be doing and a whole bunch of other things. So you need the space uh, and you can't do it at the expense of, of, of just jamming people in. And how are ticket sales? Ticket sales have been going steady since they went on sale. Uh, people are coming from all over the world. We track these things from uh, on a daily basis, and, and there are people coming from from Europe. There are people coming from Asia. People all across Canada uh, and the United States. Uh, this is one of the um, uh, what we've done is, is we've done advertising in, in a very big radius uh, that actually extends all the way across Canada. And there is all kinds of social networking uh, advertising that's going on. So. Uh, <laughs> We're really happy with the way things are going. And uh, considering the winter we've had, which has been awful, nobody is really thinking about standing outside for any length of time or camping or anything because it's just not, it's just not something that's very pleasant right now. But once, uh, but tickets have been going, ticket sales have been going great. And once the weather warms up, and people start thinking about, oh, yeah, I want to do something in the summer, 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 summer. Watch. It's just going to explode. So this legendary three-day event covers an array of rock legends and emerging artists that keeps growing. Can you tell us about some of these artists? Well, uh, the first person to sign on was Kid Rock. Uh, and, you know, he has his uh, uh, an incredibly loyal fan base. These people will come from everywhere to see him. We're getting to see Leonard Skinner for what will probably be the last time in this country. We're getting to see Peter Frampton, which will probably be the last time that we see him because he's announced his retirement from touring. Uh, we are going to see Billy Idol. Uh, I've seen Billy Idol many times. He's always fantastic. We're going to see Blondie, which is uh, you know, Blondie and Billy Idol. I mean, from from you know new wave acts from the from the eighties. What a one-two punch! Uh, and then the list just goes on and on. Cheap Trick. I mean, Cheap Trick was actually the first band I ever saw in concert. They opened for Kiss when I went to see them in 1978. So it's going to be cool to be able to see them again. And um, as we get closer and as the festival uh, season begins to unfold, because, of course, you know, there, there are lots of music festivals and a very short season in the Northern Hemisphere. We have to, uh, you know, fight for, for talent. So we got in there early, signed up um, all these bands. I mean, you, know, you know, Nickelback's going to be there. That's another big one. Uh, we had to sign up all these bands uh, early and pay them in advance so they wouldn't go anywhere else. Uh, that's just the nature of the concert, uh, the festival business these years, because uh, this these days, because not only are you fighting with, uh, you know, places like Coachella and Bonnaroo and, and uh, Rock on the Range and a whole bunch of others, but you have to worry about Europe. And you have to worry about um, the UK and you have to worry about uh, Japan. All these people, you know, everybody's making their money touring these days. So there is a tremendous amount of competition for high quality talent. And we're really happy with what we managed to nail down this early. 
And as we continue to go, as we t- you know continue to get towards uh, July the 11th, uh, we're exploring more. We'll see who's available, what we can do. That's an incredible lineup. So having these world-renowned musicians, does this mean that Ontario is back on the Rockfest scene? I hope so. We were quite active for quite some time. But uh, the festival business is really finicky. Uh, at one point, there was a lot of great shows out in BC, but out of most, you know, most of them have collapsed. I mean, we still have the Scoopin Festival in Vancouver. We still have um, Riflandia in uh, in Victoria. Uh, but you know, you have Sled Island, which is sort of a music festival. It's not the same thing. It's it's in the city, but these outdoor festivals, it's there's not a lot of them. But I mean, Quebec is the king. Is the king. Quebec has has more of these things than anybody else. Um, and then there's Ottawa Blues Fest, which runs over 12 days in the summertime, and that's you know a big competition. And then every once in a while, something will come into um, Burl's Creek, like this year we have the Rolling Stones. So it's it's possible. It's possible that if we all can make the economics work, and it's hard, you know, with a 75-cent dollar, because all these acts want to pay, be paid in American dollars, you've got to be really smart with your investments and your sponsorships and your expenses. So on that note, can you please introduce a song from one of the artists that will be performing at Roxodus this summer? All right. I, uh, Kid Rock was one of the coolest guys I ever met simply because he was, <laughs> out of all the artists that I ever um, interviewed, and we did this in front of a large crowd, he was one of three who showed up early just so he could talk to the fans. Now, you never see that. But he was there, and he was cool about it. So uh, I, I have tremendous respect for him despite his Donald Trump leaning sometimes, but I have tremendous respect for him as an artist. And uh, I, I really, uh, I, I'm looking forward to him singing Cowboy. Excellent. On that note, joining me via Skype is media spokesperson for Roxodus Music Festival, Alan Cross. You're listening to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio. Like dust in the wind 
scab knees and rice. Get a map to the stars, find Heidi flights. And if the price is right, then I'm gonna make my bid, boy, and let California ain't no one to call me. Booster Radio with my guest via Skype, Alan Cross. So, Alan, how many stage sites are being planned? Well, there's a main stage and there is a secondary stage and there's something else uh, in another tent that we're planning. Now, all these things are subject to change other than the main stage, of course. That's going to be a big one. Um, but it all depends on how we sort things out in terms of lineups. So there, don't worry, there's going to be continuous music pretty much from uh, mid-afternoon on. So along with the incredible performances taking place at multiple stage sites, there are also other activities planned, such as skydiving, helicopter rides. Yeah. You know, when you have a working airport, you can do a lot of things like that. Uh, and there's something, uh, an ATV experience that uh, is, is also in the works. Uh, these things are currently in the planning stages. Uh, I don't want to say too much more about them. But uh, let's just say that there will be more 
to it than just the music. I mean, there's going to be lots of food. There'll be some art displays. Uh, there should be a pop-up record store. Uh, there will be, like you said, the skydiving, the helicopter rides, and, and a few other things as well. We really want to make it an all-inclusive, real fun weekend for everybody. So I hear once campers are parked, they have to remain on site. What are the in and out privileges? I don't know about that. We'll have to we'll have to see. There there are certain things you have to be wary of, uh, and it has to do with uh, you know security and, and making sure that uh, you know only ticket holders get in. Uh, that's not uncommon when you go to a festival. You come in and you're there for for if you have a festival pass, for example, a weekend pass. Uh, you're there for the duration. That's that's completely you know normal. We will have uh, single day passes coming soon, so that's a completely different uh, story. So, how would you like Roxas Music Festival to be remembered as? I want it to be the Canadian version of Desert Trip. I want it to be one of these um, you know classic music uh, events that is as stress free as possible for people who want to in, enjoy the experience. That's really what I want. And, you know, next year it'll be a different lineup. And the year after that, it'll be a completely different lineup. And, you know, we learn, we'll learn from each year. Well, you know, there's lots of data that we're gathering with, uh, with, with everybody. And we'll have a lot of data by, you know, July the 14th. Uh, and then we'll start planning for, for 2020. And where can we find more information? Roxidus.com, R O X. Uh, I can never remember how to spell it. R O X D U S. R O X. Help me. Oh my goodness. Come on. R O X O D U S. Thanks. I'm sorry. Well, thank you, Alan, for being my guest. And we look forward to the epic Roxodus Music Festival scheduled July. R O X D O. He's still spelling it. It's July the 11th and the 13th at the Edenville Airport in Clearview. R-O-X-O-D-U-S. There we go, dot com. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. But before you go, can you please introduce one more song from one of the artists that will be performing at Roxodus? I saw Billy Idol a couple of years ago. The last time he opened for Morrissey at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. And uh, everybody waited for this song. It was his very last song at the set. And uh, everybody, well, there's, there's, there's a number of songs that everybody knows the words to. Uh, but, you know, if you don't know the special lyrics to Moni Moni, uh, brush up on them now. But uh, this was the big hit of the night. It uh, is, is uh, White Wedding. White Wedding, one of my favorites. You're listening to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. R-O-X-O-D-U-S dot com. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Okay. <laughs> What? 
www.beachcornerbrooksodasmusicfestival.com With Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio, I'm Donna Chickie. Beach Corner's broadcast every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. and also available on podcast anytime from our new Beach Booster Radio podcast page. Simply click the podcast button from my homepage to enjoy unique and local programming. Beach Corner is also a regular feature in Beach Booster Publication. If you would like to be featured on Beach Corner, please contact Diana at BeachBooster.com. I welcome your visit to my Facebook and Twitter pages. Bye-bye, everyone. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. 
We are Beach Booster. You are listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's truly local radio, broadcasting directly from the world's longest freshwater beach.